Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. First of all, we're going to talk a little bit about, I wouldn't call it a caveat, but something that we need to look at when we think about Clubhouse. Not everybody has an iPhone, and right now Clubhouse is only an app for iOS systems that can work on an iPod or an iPhone. Um, We definitely are not saying that Clubhouse is the only way to reach out and build chapters and affiliates. In fact, there is not an only, the word only should be knocked out of our vocabulary when we look at how to build our, our membership and reach out to new people. Everybody's different. Everybody uses a different kind of way of connecting. And so we need to use lots of different ways of reaching out to people. I think it is important. I think it's very important that we do as many things with different methods as possible and that we don't limit ourselves to one outreach method for um a given type of outreach. In other words, if we're gonna do something on Zoom, I'm sorry, if we're gonna do something on Clubhouse, we need to make sure that it is not the only and it's not essential and that we have other ways of reaching out to other people. Having said that, it's also important to realize that Clubhouse may give us a way to reach some folks that we wouldn't otherwise reach through more uh, traditional channels. Um, And so it is one of many good ways of reaching out. So people who are not iPhone users, um, we need to make sure that they're not left out and that they don't feel left out. But at the same time, we need to use this, this vehicle for for what it can provide for us, which um, I'm going to now tell you what it is we're going to talk about today, what we're going to do. Uh, A very wise person said that the best way for people to remember and learn things is to first be told what we're going to do, then to have it done, and then third, to review what we did. So we are first going to be talking about how Clubhouse can be used to reach out and build membership in chapters and affiliates. Then we're going to talk a little bit about how we can actually use Clubhouse, largely from the perspective of somebody in a chapter who wants, who's doing a chapter activity. So from, for presenting chapter activities, but also a little bit about how the end user will use Clubhouse. Our primary focus is on how to use it to build our groups. So this is not a nuts and bolts, here's how you use it, but we'll cover a tiny bit of that. And then we are going to look at some etiquette that's pretty essential in Clubhouse. Um, We're going to look then at uh, evaluating here's what we thought we might be able to use it for before we started. Now let's look at what we might be able to use it for now that we've talked about it, now that we know more. Um, 
And then we're going to end with some with some questions. And at the very end, uh, Matt is going to ask any, for you all to share some thoughts that you might like to see us, uh, topics you might like to see us do for other kinds of um, Crossroads events. So um, let's, let's move right now into how we are going to use Clubhouse to build our chapters and affiliates. Um, so we are honored, very honored to have with us and for the next couple of sections of our program, Jeff Bishop. Uh, we all know Jeff. He's on the ACB Board of Directors, uh, ACB Radio Steering Committee, and of course, he's the program manager at Microsoft for Windows Accessibility. Um, I've got to say to Jeff that narrators saved my you-know-what a few times recently, and I don't believe it could have done that before Jeff and his team uh, started turning it into something really special. Um, so... Uh, I'm going to just talk a little bit about what the kinds, kinds of things we can do with Clubhouse, and then I'm going to turn it over to Jeff to talk about what we can do and what we are doing with it. Um, and I, it, So Clubhouse, you can do scheduled events, and they can be scheduled weekly, daily, monthly, whatever, and you can set them up. Um, so we might want to have a scheduled announcement session or scheduled check-in type conversations for various subgroups. Um, we might even, you know, have those check-ins for members and non-members uh, for sure. So that other people who might be interested in the topic we're checking in about would, um, would could join and, and then learn more about us. Uh, team building. I think that's a really important kind of activity and people can really learn to cooperate, get to know one another and take on some different roles in clubhouse events. Um, we can do some scheduled instruction. There's a lot of stuff uh, and a lot is already happening, but daily living activities, um, how to get stains out of one's clothing, for example, or um, ways to deal with clothing that you really don't want to iron because you hate ironing, but that get wrinkles. Um, I'm just off the top of my head, I can think of plenty of things. How to layer lasagna, okay? So there's a whole lot of stuff you can do. And in fact, um, I think some of that is, is in fact going on. And of course, technology can be taught and instruction given during um, of, during Clubhouse. And this only scratches the surface. Um, Jeff, I would like to turn this over to you. And I, if you can just talk about some ways that Clubhouse is being used now and some ways that it's, it's being thought about. And I think there's a lot of, of stuff on the horizon. Take it away, Jeff. All right. Well, thank you. Um, sure. Well, I, I think that the, the first thing to really think about when you think about Clubhouse is, is how, how to get people even to know that it exists and build a following um, on that platform. Um, uh, I think going back to what was originally stated about 
the fear of is this going to replace anything and it and it is not it is strictly an extension or an, a, a tool to be used to help facilitate even more communication within an affiliate or within a, a national organization let me give you some examples um we're we're starting to utilize Clubhouse at the national level for things like advocacy efforts and partners like uh, Verizon and others, where we will have a community a community call, which is heard on Zoom, ACB Radio, YouTube, and Facebook. And we we will often have an event like that. And and now we're starting to say, okay, listen, now we're going to take this off of those platforms and we're going to have a more informal conversation around the topic that we've had to allow people to dive deeper into the discussion that was had you know to be able to to really engage the community as a whole so we did that and it was a it was a really big success it pulled lots of people in um and you're not only pulling in people from your affiliate and, and pulling members together and actually you know, generating more talk amongst yourselves, but you're expanding the ability to communicate with people outside of your affiliate itself, which in honesty is even more powerful than just communicating within your own affiliate. Clubhouse has about 30 million people subscribed to the platform uh, and that's only on iOS. Now remember, it's not available on Android yet. And it's coming in the next few weeks. So you can only imagine what it's going to look like. In fact, if you, if you go back and look at some of the, the press that's been around Clubhouse, uh, it looked like Twitter was interested in purchasing Clubhouse for $4 billion. This is a company that honestly really wasn't on the, the radar until about January or February of this year, but it's been around for about a year. And um, it's caught the, the industry by storm. Twitter Spaces is coming, um, Facebook and Instagram, Spotify and others are building platforms that are mimicking the, the Clubhouse experience. Uh, and, and it brings some really unique things for us because it's strictly audio-based. There's not a video component to it. So how can you as, a, as an affiliate really utilize this platform and really get people involved? I think the first thing to do is, is to really start talking about it at different chapter meetings and different events that you're having across the affiliate itself. Um, I would encourage you to start by, by scheduling events that um, happen on an ongoing basis to engage your audience. Um, this, this happens a lot in the ACB club where there's some crafting groups going on all the time there's always a crafting room happening on clubhouse uh, in the in the evening there's uh 20 to 40 people that get on every night and and chat um <laughs> this is not an acb event but it's <laughs> so i caution that if you do come to it it's it, it it's kind of interesting cindy uh opens up a a, a room that she playfully calls pillow talk. And no, it's not what you might think. It's really just an opportunity for everyone to come together and communicate and tell everyone about their day. There's always a question of the day. It's more of just a, a way of allowing people to feel like they're a part of something, right? And that's really what this is all about, right? It's about 
how do we really get people to feel like they're a part of something larger than what they're already doing and feel connected? We have a lot of people right now who are living in a situation where they're not going out. You know, um, I, I had a situation this week. We just got our second COVID vaccine shots on Wednesday, and we were planning on getting together with some family that honestly we've never met. Uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but um, they've always lived in Indiana and we never met them. My brother's um, kids, they're, they're married now and have kids and all of that. And they came to, to Washington. Well, because of the COVID vaccine, we weren't able to, to, to make it. So we're going to make it up a different way. But um, it's, it's things like this, that, that COVID has really created some problems for people being able to get out and socialize. And, and Clubhouse brings that richness and opportunity for everyone um, to be able to, to talk amongst yourselves. Let's talk about it more about how will it help your affiliate and potential for fundraising and opportunities and getting the word out. You know, this is a great opportunity to really spread the word about the work that the American Council of the Blind and, and specifically all of your affiliates are doing in your states or special interest affiliates. Um, it would be great to come up with topics. For example, there has been uh, and, and this is where I think, and I'll, and I'll be really honest, I think ACB kind of dropped the, the, the ball on this one um, because I think we could, we, could have, we could have been really a participant in this. There have been significant audio description um, sessions on Clubhouse, and they've drawn literally you know, 100 people, of which uh, a lot of them were not blind. And, and are interested in learning more. So this is, again, an opportunity where we need to get smarter as an organization about utilizing the, the things that we have within our organization to be able to talk more about. Things like audio description, accessible currency, um, things that are local to your specific jurisdiction about legislation or, or things that are important to you. Uh, getting the word out, um, posting links on on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you can post you can post links to your actual events so that if people have the Clubhouse app, they can come right into the event. There's no need to worry about how to find it. You can you can get a link directly to the event if you schedule it so that people come right to you. Um, there's just so many uh, significant things that you can do to to promote and really tell your story. And that's truly the power of, of, of Clubhouse because you, you have the ability of, of marking things up and tagging it in a way that, that people will see it if they have specific interests and the, the, the event will appear in your hallway or on the front screen of, of, um, of the Clubhouse app. So this is yet another thing that really should, you should be taking a look at strategically. Uh, and, uh, and that goes for for all of us, even at the national level on the board too, we need to be doing this too. Um, it, and it's not so much that, that we're not doing it wrong. This technology is so new. It wasn't until about the mid uh, middle of February to the latter part of February that it even became accessible. So to be fair, that, that, that is something that we need to recognize that we can't do it all, all at once. But what we do need to be doing is as all these platforms come around, and, and this is only the beginning, guys. Things like Twitter Spaces, I think, is even going to be larger of an opportunity than Clubhouse is. 
one one might say, well, how is that even possible? Well, that's possible because there are literally hundreds of millions of people on Twitter and they they are rolling out. In fact, you you may have it today. I don't, but you may have it in your Twitter app today where you can start up Twitter spaces and engage people um, in their audio-based platform. Um, Facebook is doing it. Um, Spotify, I don't see that Spotify is going to be as rich of a, a platform for for our community specifically, personally, but that's just my opinion. I could be proven wrong. Um, there are lots and lots of activities happening in this space. And so we got to get smarter about utilizing technology uh, that, that's coming and, and extending the reach uh, at every level within our organizations, but also keeping in mind that we can't forget about every single person that's a part of our organization to make sure that they are included. And there are ways to do that. I don't know that we want to get into all of that here, but there are technical solutions. I noticed that the radio storm, um, not to call you out, Michael, but um, uh, was, was doing stuff on clubhouse last night, which was freaking awesome. Um, so there's opportunity there. We're going to be doing things at the national level with the ACB media network which um, if we have time, we can talk a little bit, little bit about. The website's coming together very, very nicely. And that's going to probably launch um, in, at the beginning of May. So stay tuned for that. That's the current projected launch time, for, uh, time frame. But um, uh, so, you know, we just need to make sure that we're not forgetting everyone and doing whatever we can to make sure that they're included in some way, shape, or form. It may not be possible in all situations to do this, but we can't. There's a lot of people who are not utilizing iPhones, not a lot of people using Android phones or even using computers. So we need to make sure that in some way, shape or form that we're extending the network to them too. And we're working hard on that. And I don't mean to harp on that, but that is really, really crucial. It's become a pretty visible issue at the national level. And um, I know that, that there are lots of people uh, in my in the in my home state of Arizona, where where this is a a major impact, there's a lot of people in Arizona, for example, who are not utilizing technology to the fullest extent. So so there has to be a lot of outreach to them. The Arizona Council Convention is coming up, and so there's been a lot of work there to make sure that they're included. And and this goes to Clubhouse or or Twitter Spaces or whatever the platform is of choice that you're wanting to utilize and get the word out about all the great things that we do. We just need to be, make sure that as much as possible, everyone is included. I can go into a lot more depth on any of these topics, but that's sort of the, the high level overview that I think, um, you know, we can start with and then we can go deeper from here. Um, thank you, Jeff. I'm going to talk a little bit about, well, we have some a time uh, for some questions and discussion, but I think they might fit in a little better after our next section, um, based on, I think, how our next section is going to fit together with this one. So uh, here is where we're going to talk a little bit about how Clubhouse works. And um, when you enter the, well, when you, when you, download and install the Clubhouse app. Of course, it's a, it's a free app. Um, you will initially get some screens of some questions that you have to fill out, nothing huge, I think like email address and uh, 
things like that. Um, you join Clubhouse by receiving an invitation. The invitation comes from someone who is a member of Clubhouse and members have are just automatically given numbers of invitations. And the more you do on Clubhouse as a member, excuse me, a member, the more invitations you receive so you can invite more and more people. So there's never uh, a dearth of, of invitations. Um, so you get an invitation and I'm, I'm a newbie. I just got an invitation maybe two weeks ago at the most, 10 days ago. And I didn't know what to do with it because I, it, it comes in as a, a, a text and I tried to click on things and I double tapped everywhere and nothing happened. Well, okay. So what you actually, what actually you do when you get an, inv an invite in your, in your messages, you open the clubhouse app and that app is uh, pretty, pretty uh, smart and knows that you've gotten an invitation. And so in the app, you accept, basically accept the invitation and then fill in some information. Uh, like your email address and, and I think your phone number. Um, and then you are given a list of interests that you check uh, off in things that you're in categories that you're interested in. And then your uh, clubhouse will suggest um, some people to follow. It's just like on, on um, other apps like Twitter where you follow someone or they can follow you. And you can also join cl uh, clubs, which are kind of accepted groups that have been that have been created. Um, and you will receive uh, notifications of activities based on the people you follow or who follow you and based on the clubs that you join. Um, one really good thing is that you can go into, I believe Jeff will correct me, because I know I'm wrong here, but it's the settings app portion, I think, of the Clubhouse app, and deter and mark whether you want, uh, there are like five or six levels of the frequency of, of messages you get. And if you mark extremely frequent, you'll get messages about things that are uh, a little away from the bullseye of your targeted interests out in the out in the outer rings um, quite frequently and it could drive you crazy. So I think I have mine at about the fourth most recent, uh, sorry, the, four, the fourth most um, prevalent um, level of number of, of, of messages to get and that's pretty comfortable. Uh, then, um, once you've done all this, um, the main screen of Clubhouse, which is called a hallway, and I'm going to, I have a little tour of the main screen that I'm going to play. I decided not to try to do it live because phones are, are hard to hear over uh, a microphone. So bear with me. I'm afraid you might hear my jaws a little bit. Um, before, before you do that, yes. um, let's talk about the notifications a minute, because I think that that is a, a, an area where I think um, it could be made a little simpler for people. So the, the, I have found personally that, that these different settings that Clubhouse provides uh, to, to reduce the number of notifications is, is really not very um, 
un, well understood, or at least it's not very well defined. Uh, they, so what I tend to do uh, is I tend to handle this at the iOS level. So if you're getting notifications from Clubhouse uh, on your lock screen, then you can simply touch one of the notifications and flick down and click on manage. And what I tend to do is I tell it to, to notify me quietly. So this doesn't necessarily change the settings within Clubhouse, but it allows the notifications to come in up on the notification center. So a three finger swipe down from the top of the screen. Then you can view all the notifications that you want, but you're not gonna be berated with constant notifications and sounds coming from your phone. And I found that this actually, for me at least, and every, every mile, you know, your mileage may vary, but at least for me, I find this to be most effective because then I can control more clearly what, when and where I wanna see them. Because sometimes I don't even wanna know about them on my lock screen at all. If I'm working um, and I'm using, for example, Microsoft Teams, and I tend to do that on my iPhone, I honestly don't wanna see any Clubhouse notifications on my lock screen, or I, and I don't want, and I don't want to hear the sound either. So this, I find this to be probably the better way, at least for me, to be able to manage the notification process. And then you don't have to fiddle with the settings inside of Clubhouse. Um, and it allows you, if you know, on your time and on your dime to go figure out, oh, well, what notifications came in in the last couple of hours? You can go manually look yourself. And that way you're more empowered to feel like you're in control rather than allowing it to be in control of you which is, is something that if you don't, if you're not careful with, Clubhouse can be uh, just a really, really big draw on your time. So you really have to be really careful on how you utilize the platform to make sure that you know, you're, you're being most effective with it. At least I have found that to be true. That is a really great idea, Jeff. I'm very glad you mentioned that because uh, I'm going to, that's one thing I'm going to do once, as soon as we're finished with our presentation today. That will really help. Um, okay, I'm going to share the screen and play an audio recording of uh, an exploration of the main Clubhouse screen. We're starting on the main screen of Clubhouse. They refer to this as a hallway, and you'll see why, because you have options for various rooms or activities you can enter. On the top left is the explore button. Explore button. The explore button allows you to look for individuals you would like to follow or clubs you would like to join. Invite friends. Button. Invite friends. This button allows you to invite people that you would like to join Clubhouse. It also can import your contacts so you can find people easily from your contacts in your phone. The bulletin is kind of a bulletin board that lists a lot of activities and events or ongoing conversations that are related to your interests, which you uh, fill out when you do your profile. Activity. Activity. This is a more limited list of activities related to the people you follow or the clubs that you're in. Profile. Profile. That's where at the beginning when you signed up for this app, you put in information about yourself and you also can go back and add a more detailed bio. Activity. 
Then it, it the screen shows some things that are relevant to uh, some of my interests or people I'm following or clubs I'm in. I'm going to flick through those kind of quickly. Okay. And at the end of my list that's showing up on my main screen, there's a button for start a room. This is particularly important if you are going to set up an activity for a chapter or, or a club. Buddy list. And then buddy list. This is a list of people that you follow um, or who may be following you. One very useful resource that ACB provides in its clubhouse is a daily reading of the community activity calls, the ones that are going to happen that day. This can be really handy for people who may not receive email or who may not have their email available at a given moment. Cindy Hollis reads these calls for the day every morning at 9 a.m. Here's a couple seconds of Cindy's reading of the community calls for last Wednesday. Wednesday wake up at 11 a.m. That's with our friend Eugene in Florida. We're starting on the main screen of Clubhouse. They refer to this and you'll see why, because you have options. So there we go. That's the uh, a little overview of the main screen. And Jeff can fill in and um, correct any of the errors that I, as a newbie, may have included in that presentation. And, and I think, Jeff, you can talk some more about how to uh, start a... Um, an activity for a club or an individual and some tips to get us started as we use this to reach out to our, to our chapters and to other people. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, clubs first. So a club is basically a, 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 a way of, um, you know, getting people involved in, within clubhouse that have a common theme so, for example, we have a ACB club or American Council of Blind Club, which has over 400 members in it now, almost 450 or so now, uh, which is pretty good considering it's about about it's been about a month since that uh, club started. So it's uh, it's not bad. Um, there are some rules uh, that that need to be considered when creating a club. Um, so. If you join Clubhouse, you cannot create a club immediately. You, you get a uh, party hat symbol on your profile, and it signifies that you're new. So people know that you're new when you're coming in, and they can welcome you and you know, give you assistance. And um, you can actually tell that, that that symbol is there. It's actually labeled and everything, so you know that it, that symbol is available on, on someone's profile. Um, you... You have to really um, be involved in in Clubhouse, um, as well as be verified to be able to be able to create a club. What does it mean to be verified? Well, on your profile, you can validate your email address. They need to have a way of of getting back to you via email as well. So before you can create a club, you have to have um, an email address, and you have to validate that email address email address with Clubhouse. Uh, you also have to wait a specific period of time, and I believe that time is now two weeks before you can initiate a club request. Um, and uh, 
So your your party hat symbol has to be gone, which happens after about a week, and then they make you wait an additional week. And really what they're looking for is making sure that you are involved in the platform, you're talking on the platform, you're moderating rooms. In other words, you just don't want to go create a club immediately. You want to make sure you know kind of what you're you're doing with the platform before you actually um, start that process. So to create a club, you... uh, there is a create a club button at the bottom and you if you have access to it you'll you'll tap on that you'll give your club a name uh you can you can optionally provide a description you can add it later by the way uh and then you can also add a logo you can add a picture uh and then you can submit it now i i've seen and this happened to me personally that sometimes uh people uh, using voiceover have had issues with tapping on the create button. It thinks it's being tapped multiple times and therefore th- the account's getting flagged that you're attempting to do this uh, multiple times too quickly. And that message that is received, at least at the time that it was happening to me, was not accessible. I suspect, though, that with the changes that were recently made to Clubhouse, that that may no longer be an issue in reference to the the message not being accessible, but I can't definitively say that for certain. So if you are tapping on the create button and you notice that it's not doing anything, you may want to have someone take a look at the screen when you tap on that to be able to see if there's anything coming up on the screen. It's a message that comes up and, and disappears, um, you know, uh, pretty quickly. Um, Okay. So, uh, let's talk about the, the, um, process of adding members. Um, there's, there's, there's a bunch of settings within a club. In fact, let me, let me see if I can, while I'm talking, I'll get into the ACB club. That way I can speak to it more, um, specifically the, um, the, the, there's a number of settings and, and honestly, we probably, might want to have a whole session on both managing rooms and managing clubs uh, separately. We can talk about this a little bit, but um, this gets a little more, I'm in the properties of the ACB club now, and um, this gets a little more involved, but basically people can follow a club. So this does not make them an actual member of the club yet. It kind of depends on how you have your um, club set up. You can allow people to follow the club or you can turn following off. And if people join the club, then they immediately um, become members. The issue here is that you may or may not, depending upon the club that you want to create, do it either way. So it kind of just depends on what you're wanting. If you're wanting to sort of screen people and know who's coming in and, and who will be added as a member of a club, then then you want to do following. And that's what we're doing with ACB, just so that we kind of know um, who, the, who the audience is. Right now, we have 398 members and 46 following. And the reason I bring this up is because we've invited people. So, for, um, for example, here's a, here's a guy named Eugene. And he's following the ACB club, but he's not yet a member. And so what we have to do is you have to tap on his name. 
and then you can click on add as member. And now he'll get a notification under the activity uh, button that will tell him, hey, you've been invited to this club. Do you wish to join it? So you, it's an opt-in. It's a double opt-in, basically, which is really what you want. You want to make sure that you get people there that, that want to be there and want to engage, right? So um, there, are, there are definitely a lot of other settings in here that you can, that you can control. You can allow people to, to create rooms within the club or you can restrict it to admins. And by the way, you can promote any member to an admin of your club. So you can have as many admins as you want. I would be careful with this because admins can remove other admins. So just keep that in mind that better, but you better make sure you know who you're making an admin and if you like them. <laughs> not, 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 that, not that anybody doesn't like everybody here. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that it's just that you could get yourself in a situation where someone could accidentally remove you from being an admin. And that would not be necessarily a good thing. So just, just keep that in mind. Um, this, this is also true for, for room creation. If you allow people to, to create rooms, even if you're an admin of your club, you do not have admin control of the room that they create, which is an interesting problem. Um, I, I personally think it's a, it's, it's something that needs to be resolved by Clubhouse. I think that if you're an admin of your club and a, and a room is sponsored by your club, then admin should automatically have moderation um, capability in a room so that they can control the experience and, uh, so that in case something were to go wrong in one of your club rooms, then you would be able to, 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 to deal with it. Right now, there's a little bit of, of, of risk there. Um, there's... There's, there's lots and lots and lot of other settings here. And, and again, we can, we can dive deeper into this. And um, this might be something where we, where we get a smaller group together that might be interested in hearing about that. But uh, that's, that's something to you know, talk about, I think, for the future. Uh, what, let, let's talk about it from the standpoint of, okay, you've joined Clubhouse, you've um, participated in a couple of rooms, but, you're, but you haven't talked yet. You've just gone in and listened and there's lots of things to listen uh, to, but you really haven't done a lot of uh, things in, in, in uh, talking yet and all of that. So, so you can, there's, um, I know we're gonna talk about etiquette and, and that's probably gonna come up in a few minutes, but there's some things there I would like to, to mention uh, um, and, and, and we'll get to that. So see, now I'm in, I'm in Clubhouse here and now I'm getting these notifications that are coming up, even though I have notifications turned off. If you have the app with focus, you know, in focus, then as soon as people open rooms that you're following, you're going to get a pop-up. And this is one of the reasons why I turned my notifications off. If the, if the app is in focus, you're going to get these notifications. And so that's why I was slightly distracted. So I got out of the app because it's a little disconcerting. Um, it would be great to be able to put yourself on do not disturb in Clubhouse so that you are sort of lurking and not getting notifications of things that are happening around you. That would be really awesome. I don't believe that feature exists today in Clubhouse. It would be an awesome thing to be able to, to have. I think that they, the, the Clubhouse team probably doesn't want that because they want people to be engaged, right? They, want, they don't want people just sitting there listening. They want people actually engaged in talking and communicating. So that's probably why that feature probably will not happen. But I, it's one of those things where it would be useful to have, especially if you 
are participating in a room like tomorrow morning that the clubhouse town hall event happens and there's 10,000 people uh, in a room, right? And there is no way that if you raise your hand, the chances of you getting picked to speak are probably nearly impossible. So, so not to say it doesn't happen, but this is an example of where, you know, I'm listening and I really am inter inter interested in listening and, and I'd like to keep the app on my screen but I'm constantly getting these notifications. It would be good to quiet those down. So hopefully they'll consider that. But there's more to talk about, about raising your hand and, and coming up on the stage and, and muting and unmuting yourself and changing your, your audio settings for higher quality audio. We can go into an, uh, as much or as little of this. It might be good to um, actually start doing this kind of stuff actually on Clubhouse so that you can actually get people's uh, get people doing the actual work of learning as they use it. So that actually might be the best way to start getting your affiliates interested in learning more by getting them invitations. I want to mention that real quick here before I hand this back over. Invitations are, um, I have 12, for example, right now that I'm more than happy to give out. If anyone wants one, then you can email me. I'm happy to give out an email address. You, you can uh, email me and send me your phone number and I'll, and I'll add you to clubhouse. And there's lots of other people here who have clubhouse. And if you want an invitation, then you can, then you can probably get one. So it's not so much a matter of, of waiting a really long time. You just have to find people to, that have it. Um, if you plan, if you don't plan on using it, be honest and say, no, thank you. Because again, they are pretty precious resources that are given out uh, as you as you invite people. Um, the key thing about getting invites is utilizing the platform. So you get points for all kinds of different things. It's, it's unclear exactly how that's measured with the algorithm, but getting on, listening, talking, moderating, and just participating in Clubhouse gets you more and more points, therefore more and more invites to be able to hand out. Um, and if you hold on to invites, for, so for example, I've had invites for about a week. You don't get any more unless you start giving them out. There's no incentive to just pile them up, right? So if you're not giving them out, then you're not going to get more. So they want you to be using them. If you have 12, then they would prefer that you give all 12 away um, because they want the, the platform to grow. So um, should I stop here or do we want to go deeper into any specific feature? Well, why don't we, let me just ask you a couple of questions sure. that I as a newbie had and that maybe other newbies would have too. Yeah, that would be great. That okay. Would be great. Could you comment on the difference between the bulletin and activities? Um, oh yeah, that sections. would be good. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that you're going to find that the activity section is probably going to be your better friend than the bulletin. You can think of the bulletin as a public bulletin board. <clears throat> for example, if you go to work, a lot of times, uh, um, not so much for us because it's highly visual, but a lot of times there'll be a board up on a wall and people put little notes up on it and people can read that. Or, or maybe you live in an apartment complex and they'll put a, a, a board up in the office and people walk in there and they'll see you know, advertisements for things. Or maybe at a bus stop, they may have a board up there and people can post things on it. So you can think of it like that, right? It's, it's an opportunity for you to look to see what things have been scheduled on Clubhouse. And you can also schedule things yourself. 
So you can go to the bulletin and you can add an event and you can also see your upcoming events that you've scheduled or that you've made a, or that you have been made a co-host of on Clubhouse. So those will appear in your bulletin board so that you can control that and you can edit those events and you can change them if you need to. So for example, oh shoot, I scheduled something at uh, 8, 8 p.m. on Monday, but you know what? Um, I'm not going to be able to do that for whatever reason, so I'll reschedule it for Wednesday so you can go in and you can edit the event that notifies people that, that the event has changed and the, 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 they'll know. So, yep, so, Is there any easy way to find an event like that on the bulletin board? You know what? This is, a, this is an area in, in Clubhouse that honestly is probably the weakest link of, uh, of the platform. Um, the, the, the key principle of the hallway is, is uh, your interests as well as those with whom you follow and those that follow you. Um, so the algorithm looks at all of those pieces and it, de and it determines based on also your activity level, who you're participating with and what things it thinks that you might be interested in that will show up on the hallway. Um, there's not really a search capability that says, go search calendar items and tell me about things that are coming up, right? That, that is something that is, is really missing. The other thing that's missing is it would be so great to be able to go to say the ACB club and on that screen, be able to see that, Hey, for the next week, here are the events that are happening on clubhouse in that club. They're aware of this. This has come up on the town hall events. This is something that they're, they're really working hard on coming up with um, tools and features for club owners to be able to better manage this type of thing and really make sure to get the word out about things. Again, this is a, a really new platform. Yes, it's been around for over a year, but honestly, it it they, they call it a beta. And if you look at the version number of the app, it will say like 0 0.1 point whatever. It's not even a 1.0 product at this point. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're learning too. Um, they're learning about how to really make this, this platform better. So unfortunately, no, there is not, um, there's not a better way of finding them, to be honest with you. But... Again, this is where followers and following becomes really important. And you can tell it, by the way, you can, you can go on someone's profile. So for example, if you followed me on Clubhouse, you could tell Clubhouse, notify me always when Jeff does something. So if I go to a room that you'll get a notification that went, you know, Jeff went to Pillow Talk or Jeff went to, you know, uh, Oh, whatever, right? It, so you'll get a notification, and and there's granular control there that you can set, um, that that allows you to 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 know what activity people are doing on on Clubhouse. Okay. Um, so if if you did schedule an event and you yep. needed to change, you could add it, it to your calendar though. Would it be? Would there be a a better place than the bulletin board to try to locate that event, or would you have to flick through? you know, 192 things to find it and make the change. If you, it, well, again, if you are the person who's doing the event, then it will appear, <laughs> um, you know, on the bulletin board. If yep. you are following the club and it's a club event, generally you will see it at the very top of your hallway. Okay. Generally. Thank you. Yeah, that, so, that helps. Yeah. So that's, that generally that will happen. Not always, but that's generally true. 
that if it, if it, if something gets scheduled, then you'll see it at the top of your hallway, okay. and then you'll and then you'll know. Okay. That's, again, that's not always the case, but in general, that's mm-hmm. that's true. Okay. But the other key tool that you have at your disposal is the activity button. The activity button does a number of things. It tells you about people who follow you, so that you can, you know, if you wish to, you can go follow them. It tells you about club. Uh, opportunities that where people have invited you to a club that you can join or not join. It tells you about activities that, uh, that are happening um, on clubhouse that maybe you're that, that, that um, maybe a, a friend of yours has opened a room and you, you talk with them frequently. You'll see that in your activity feed that, uh, that they have opened a room you can also see that they have pinged you. So there's this, there's this principle of pinging someone on Clubhouse where you can tap on their name and it sends them a notification about an event that's happening. And that appears in your activity feed. So again, your activity feed is an area that, that you're going to really love to go in and look at. You'll see that if there are new things that, there that you need to take action on, there'll be a number next to the button that says activity. So may it say activity four, which means there are four things that you need to take action on in the activity feed. Things like notifications of people um, opening a room and things like that don't necessarily get a number attached to them, but they do appear. Or if you have people who follow you, those don't get a number associated to them. But things like joining um, joining a, a, a club, um, things like that, uh, you know, uh, someone, someone that is that that you that um someone who you know who has joined clubhouse you'll get a notification about that so you can welcome them in you know things of that nature so so that activity button is probably going to be one of the most frequent things that you're going to look at besides the hallway so that that's a really key feature that you want to make sure you're utilizing okay um terry now would like to open it for Carla. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's what I was going to ask if you would do because yeah, I think well, all I was, of us we have a lot of questions. Do questions at this point. Um, we would like to open this for questions, and we'd like people to raise their hands, and Patty will call upon you. Um, the hand raising is Alt Y on a PC, and if uh, let's star nine on a phone. Uh, I believe it's option Y on a Mac. And those who host more than I do, please feel free to fill in there. So let's open for questions on any of the topics we've covered so far. Okay, well, she wanted questions. So mom, you're up. (laughs) Well, uh, okay. Um, You got that priority right. Got to go to mom first. (laughs) Okay. Um, Jeff or Terry, when I first joined Clubhouse, it was like going into chaos just a little bit. And so I went into a room and I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. And And, then who did you talk to first, by the way, Carla? Do what, Jeff? Who, Who did you talk to first on Clubhouse, Carla? Oh, I talked to Jeff first. That's right. I did. I did. I I was trying to find my way around. I invited her to speak in the room. Yes. 
but I had no clue. Actually, I know. I, it kind of caught her off sure guard. I was it in was a room. Funny. <laughs> yes, it was pretty funny. Yeah, this voice just came out of the phone. It was around Hello. 3 in the morning. Yes. <laughs> I said, oh, Jeff, you're there. Well, anyway, um, would, you, would someone please, um, for maybe people on this call that have never gone into Clubhouse, would one of you all please just talk about just a little bit about the 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 options that you're going to see on a screen when you find yourself in the room because once you orient yourself they're really very simple yeah yep. i can do that good you want, you want to do that i can't the first time you see them they're unbelievably frightening yeah i i, I can do that here what, I, what i'm going to do is um because i think it's going to be easier to do it this way and, and i think that i can do this without um impacting a zoom room here so i'm gonna gonna go in here and i'm gonna start a room which might get me into some trouble on clubhouse but but that's fine all right <laughs> oh you know what you know what it's not gonna let me do that all right so we're gonna go for memory here so when you join uh so when you join a um it's because i'm on the zoom call and it can't won't let me do it okay so when you join a, a room, whether you open the room yourself, so there's a start a room button at the bottom of the screen and you can, you can um, add a topic for the room, you can attach it to a club and then you can tell it what type of room you would like, whether it's open or social or private. Um, and we can go into what all those mean if you want. Um, generally you want them open, especially if you want yeah. to engage the widest audience. Social yeah, just means- keep it, yeah, real basic here. Yeah. Right. So, so then you, you, at the bottom of the, at the bottom of the screen, if you're moderating, you're, you're already automatically set for speaking, but we're going to assume that you're not, that you're joining someone else's room. So if they're behaving themselves, if the room moderator is behaving themselves, they will not immediately invite you up to the stage because honestly, I think that's a little rude. It would be like you coming into the, the national convention and, and, and um, you know, uh, Ray, and I'm not picking on you, Ray, but Ray going, oh my gosh, there's Jeff. Uh, Kelly, go grab Jeff and, and pull him out of the audience and run him up here because we want to talk to Jeff. And, you know, maybe I just woke up and maybe I really don't want to talk right now, Ray, right? It's same kind of a principle, right? You would never do that. That, that you would never, ever want to do that to somebody, right? You know, maybe they, you, you, you have your, your breakfast in your hand or whatever. You're, you're munching on an egg McMuffin or something. So uh, again, the same principles apply here. So you, there's a button on the lower uh, part of the screen and sometimes it appears on the left, sometimes it, sometimes it appears on the right. In general, it's on the right. There's a request to speak button. So what this does is it, it, it notifies the moderators that, oh, hey, Jeff has requested to speak. So they'll get a notif notification and they can then accept your hand. So then you're gonna get another notification that says, hey, uh, Carla is allowing you to speak. You need to unmute your mic to, you know, to, to accept the request to speak. So then you can, you can um, then speak. The, the request to speak button becomes a mute button. And you can then, um, the, the, the etiquette thing to do here is to not necessarily automatically start speaking as soon as that happens, because a, a conversation could be happening, right? So you want to wait until you're given the opportunity to speak. So tap on that mute button. So now you're muted. It will say muted, selected. And then 
you'll you'll know that oh my microphone is currently muted um there's a bunch of other controls there's a room actions button that you can tap on here's where you can change your audio quality setting you can't do this until you've actually joined the room to speak but you can change your uh, your microphone audio to high quality this is uh, i wish this was a setting that they could just set permanently so that it's always on in each room but you have to set it on a room by room basis those are the basic two things that you're going to do in a room we want to keep it really simple right now there's a lot more you can do you can especially if you're moderating you can you can do a lot more but let's keep it really simple for now and then, Jeff, the other thing is, is if you want to leave, there's a button that says leave quietly. Leave quietly. That's right. And that is your friend. And what does that mean? It means just get up and walk out. Don't worry about announcing, uh, hey, Carla, I'm leaving now. <laughs> right. There, there could be a conversation going on and you don't necessarily want to announce that unless unless there's a reason why, you know, it's important that they know that you're going right. Just like you, it would be in a meeting. Right. Like if you're in a meeting and you're in a business meeting and you're or you're involved in a meeting where it really would be important for people to know that you're leaving for whatever reason, then just use the same principle that would apply anywhere else, right? Uh, but in principle, the, the, the etiquette thing to do on Clubhouse is just quietly leave. Don't interrupt the conversation to just say that you're leaving. People will know that you've gone. They'll be able to see that on their screen. And it's not rude. It's okay. People come and go in Clubhouse all the time. It's not, don't, don't take it as a, 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 an insult or, or anything like that. It's, it's just the culture of, the, of Clubhouse. People come in and out. It would be like you walking around an exhibit hall and, you know, uh, just going from booth to booth or maybe listening to a conversation in a, in a booth and then going, okay, well, you know, I'll come back later. So I'll go to the next thing. And you just quietly turn around and walk away and you go to your next thing. Same principle applies here. And Jeff, one, one thing just to add in here. So, you know, in Zoom, we constantly have notifications of who is entering, who is leaving. Yeah. And that does not exist in Clubhouse. You literally have to be actively looking at the list to see who is a part of the room or who is obviously no longer there correct unless you're a moderator unless you're a moderator yes if you're a moderator then you get a sound notification when people when people come but not necessarily when they leave so and and matt and jeff the um the other analogy to zoom is uh when you're requesting to speech to speak that's like the raising raise your hand command that's in zoom. right that's right it's very much like zoom once you want it's very much like zoom. figure that out yeah. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if Zoom were to come out with uh, additional features that make it look more like Clubhouse to have more spontaneous conversations. Um, Zoom requires a little bit of setup. You got to set up in a meeting, you know, set up a meeting. I could see Zoom very, very easily setting up a platform where they had this spontaneous type of access to their platform. Uh, I, 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 this would not shock me one bit. And, and Jeff, I think that I'm not trying to step on toes here, but I think that maybe that is the thing that I think is one of Clubhouse's greatest strengths is that, you know, if you're a member of the ACB club, 
for example, you can go in that club and start a room quite spontaneously. That's and right. And the notification, you know, it's it becomes visible to everyone that's at least a part of that club. Yeah, so. I, I, it's 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 uh, it's amazing how quickly people find you too. I mean, jokingly, I set up this room called Late Night with the Bishop. I did it about a week ago. <laughs> And I thought, no one's going to come to this thing. And I thought, and I thought, you know, let's just have some fun. It was after Cindy's event. I thought, you know, I'm not tired. I'll set up a, I'll set up a room and we'll call it late night with the bishop. And I thought, what we're going to do is we're going to do, um, I, I wanted to be sort of whimsical and, and fun. And so I thought, okay, we're going to open up a clubhouse confessional. And people can just make up something. I don't care. It doesn't have to be real. But an opportunity for people to come to see the bishop and confess whatever they want to confess about. And so we got, we got like 50 people that night that came in this room and it was hilarious. We were up until three in the morning Pacific time talking about all kinds of different things. And so we did it the next night. We think we did it till one in the morning and then, and then I had to work. So I, I, I did one last night and I'll do, I'll do another one tonight. But so if you're on clubhouse and you want to join late night with the Bishop, and you can then you can do that but it, it was fun it, again it's one of these things where you can have very serious conversations or you can be very light and fun and jovial and just have a really great time and laugh and honestly we need to laugh guys we need to have fun and have you know a lot of joy in our lives because of a lot of things that have gone on in the world today and but it's also okay to have very serious conversations too and i've seen both on clubhouse it's an opportunity to be whatever you want to make it to be oh. patty are there any hands raised there's quite a few hands we have david smith hello just, david uh, hi jeff uh hi i uh I just registered for on a clubhouse a couple of days oh, ago. Good. I got to find uh, you now. <laughs> and uh, I thought I'd go ahead and get registered real quick before this workshop. So I'd you know, know a little bit about it, look around a little mm -hmm. bit, but I was mm -hmm. in a little bit of a hurry. So I thought I'll go back and throw things in later. I saw the long list of interest. I was like, Oh gosh, I'll just do that later. And you can do uh, it anytime. Okay, I went back in and looked for it, and I couldn't find uh, where that ah. list is. Okay, it's on your profile. So okay. you go into the profile, and then you um, I'm I'm getting there right now. So just give me a second. Um, I believe you go to settings, and then. I think it's right before your bio, isn't it? Uh, I think it's on account. Uh, David, I will find it and I will get back to you on that. Did you have another question though? Uh, <clears throat> uh, no, that's it for now. Thank okay. you. Okay. So I'll give you that in a minute. I just need to locate it. I think it's under account. Uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to sit here and flick around and, and not be productive and also communicating. So, I will okay. uh, stay tuned. You'll get an answer in the next five minutes, probably. Chef, just give me a minute to find it. Okay. It's under it's under profile, which is the button in the top right. And then under settings, 
and there's an interest button. Yeah, I was trying to find the interest button and I just missed it on my screen here. It's under settings. Okay. I, I, I thought I looked under there. I just didn't look hard enough, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Aaron. Yeah, interest. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Okay. I have 15 marked, by the way. Mr. Aaron. So just I, not a question, but a comment. Um, if yeah. you're using voiceover, you need to have some sort of external sound source because it will jump you. Um, well, this is when you're getting requested to speak. When you hit that OK button, it voiceover will jump to your earpiece. So you need to have some sort of external system to where you will be able to hear voiceover or at least a braille display or something because it will become unaudible at some points uh, when that if you don't have a system like that, like a yeah. headset or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, I have found that um, for me personally, and everyone's mileage is going to vary, but I tend to use Clubhouse um, when I'm wearing headphones. Yeah. Only because um, I, I, first of all, I don't want to have to worry about everyone else in my family listening to who I'm talking with on Clubhouse because frankly, they're yeah. watching TV or, or talking amongst themselves. And frankly, it, 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 it's just, you know, why should they hear it unless they want to participate? You know, because right. my wife will jump up on Clubhouse and then, and, but, but she's doing the same thing. You know, she's listening with either her, her hearing aids or, or um, headphones. So right. I find that to be probably the best solution for that problem. But yeah, it, it can definitely be a problem. And that's really true of lots of different things. Zoom can create problems and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Kendall. Okay. Okay. Hello, Ray. Uh, do you uh, do you anticipate any time in the future of getting a phone number to call in to, uh, you know, if you don't have an iPhone or whatever, to get a uh, phone number to call in to uh, to get on it or or no? Um, I have no idea. Uh, my, my guess is initially no. Um, mm -hmm. but this, but this is, again, is where I think if zoom were to be smart, um, yeah. they, they would be jumping on this bandwagon and they would kill clubhouse tomorrow by opening up the platform to be a zoom, you know, to be a clubhouse like competitor and clubhouse yeah. would probably be destroyed immediately because it, it, as long as they kept it open, like clubhouse is, mm -hmm. uh, I think I, you know, zoom has a much larger infrastructure and higher quality audio sound and lot and multi-platform and it, it 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 you know i think clubhouse is an interesting app it's got great potential um they're in they're at the right place at the right time but they're also extremely volatile in that there are yeah. very significant pet uh, competitors in this space and unless they innovate quickly that they, they, they could very well find themselves out. Because mm -hmm. it sounds like something I might be interested in if they ever come up with a phone number, you know. To yeah, you bet. No, I, I hear you, man. And this is why this is why it's so important that we utilize technology to, if we're going to use Clubhouse, to try to pull Clubhouse into other platforms so that everyone is included. So this is why we're yeah. working on this really, really, really hard at the national level to make sure that that happens and you've and we've got uh, 
literally lots and lots of people taking a look at that and trying to come up with the with not only the right strategy but the best sounding quality strategy as well oh okay uh derek i've asked him to unmute Hello, can you hear me? Yep. Oh, sorry about that. Um, thanks, Bishop Jeff. Um, really enjoyed this. I've got a couple of general questions. Number one, you know the option of allowing it to see your uh, your contacts, and I know this occurs in uh, many yeah. different apps. Oh, I'm uh, surprised oh, this hasn't come up already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this to me seems like theft, quote unquote, of some sort. In other words, what I'm saying is they are taking something from you without generally giving you an understanding of what they're doing with it. Okay. Do you have another question? And then I can and, answer both. Yeah. And then the other question was, um, sorry, I just went brain dead. Uh, the other question was, you mentioned something earlier on about, uh, you know, how this could really overwhelm your life between the Zooms and between uh, yeah. everything else, you know, podcasts, you name it. I, I hear your warning about uh, being careful with it, but isn't that something you're really worried about, that people may just go, uh, for lack of a better word, ape, using it and not get to do anything in their real lives? Okay, I'll answer these in the... In the in reverse order. Um, you know, I, I, I think that this is a situation where people have to manage uh, their lives the way they see fit. Um, anything can be taken to a context or to a level that is inappropriate. So sure. uh, I think that, you know, um, this is where it's really important to, to try to utilize a platform or utilize any technology or anything doesn't have to be technology appropriately. And I think that's all I'll say about that. Um, as far as contacts, now this is an interesting one. And, and I, have, I have some pretty strong opinions on this one. Um, uh, it, when I signed up for Clubhouse, it did ask, ask me for my contacts. And it, does, it did ask at that time. Um, and, it, and it is used just like everything else, like uh, Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram and everybody else who asks for your contacts. So, so by the way, this is not a, this is not a uh, clubhouse only thing, by the way. Um, yeah. Everybody does it and, and, and nobody tells you what they're doing it, using it for, except to say that, that they're going to use it to help link you up with your contacts. And I actually, you know, with the people who you, who, you know, and honestly, I believe that in this case for clubhouse. Um, I think if you, David, if you're on the internet today, um, and I know this is kind of an odd thing to say, uh, and, and, and maybe, maybe it's a little far out there to say this, but I think it's probably pretty accurate. Um, the expectation of you having any privacy at all is gone. Um, there, there's lots of discussion about how important privacy is and all of that. But if you're on the internet, they pretty much know where you are and where you're going, what's happening. 
uh, all over the internet, whether that's Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or, or, or whatever the case may be. So this is really about whether or not you trust the platform with that data. Now, what I will tell you now, David, is that they no longer ask for your contacts. So um, I can't prove that because I've already have an account. So I can't go through the setup process again. Um, and Terry, you may be able to answer this. Did you get prompted for your contacts when you signed up two I weeks ago? I don't think I did. Um, okay. Don't right. Think so. I don't think they are. Right. So, so that issue that you bring up is, is, is no longer um, something that you need to be too, too widely concerned about. However, what I will say is that that also is a restriction because unless you know of people that are there and unless you diligently go out and, and look for people to follow, it, it, it does make it more difficult to connect with people with whom you know. So, so it's a catch-22 situation, right? Correct. So yeah. you, have to, you have to make a judgment call personally, and this is for each person to do, as to whether or not you know, um, it's right for you. For me, um, uh, it was okay, because I, I, I truly do feel that they're only utilizing that to be able to say uh, who's connected to whom, and I'm okay with that. They're not sharing... In other words, I can't go find out, you know, Terry's phone number um, on Clubhouse somewhere. That's not something I can do. I can't, David, I can't go find your phone number on Clubhouse and then call you at 10 o'clock at night and go, hey, man, how's it going? Right. That's not that's not something that's even possible. It's really meant as a matching process to be able to go, oh, look, you obviously know this person. They obviously know you you might want to connect because each of you have their, your, their, their contacts in your phone. And it's interesting to see if you look at, at um, if you did load your contacts and you go in and you look, um, for example, if, if I look at my Walmart contact card, it will say, you know, Walmart knows 48 other people on clubhouse. And I'm like, wait a minute, Walmart knows. Four oh, that's because 48 other people that I know in Tucson have Walmart in, as a contact in their phone. That's not, see what I'm saying? So that's, yeah. exactly, so that's exactly what they're doing, right? It's not yeah. an issue. So, so <laughs> and this happens with Lowe's and doctor's offices. And it's just interesting to go, wow, I didn't know that 24 other people that I know went to that same doctor. It's kind of interesting. I wonder who they are. And you have no idea who they are. Right. right. You have no. So, so, so again, it's, 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 you need to consider it for yourself, but I think, um, I think you can feel rest assured that, that as much as possible privacy is being protected, but with you being on the internet and frankly, if you going out in public, there's no such thing as privacy. You just need to guard it as closely as you can. Yes. Thank you. And I'm well aware of that. What you just said. I'm pretty tech savvy, but, uh, you know, for me, I've always wondered just how much is being taken from your contest. For example, you ha may have certain notes for each contact. It, giving access to the contact gives access to the notes, which for me is uh, not a good thing if you don't want th that out there. I, I, I think you have a bigger issue to worry about, David, right now with Facebook. Yeah, I, um, if, 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 you, if, you, yeah. if you have a company to worry about, that's the one that you need to be worried about. Yes, yes. May I just see, seeing you mention Facebook, a very quick question, and sorry to go off the topic, but uh, on Facebook, if you just use it 
on the website. Do they still have that sort of access to you? Um, that's a, that's that's that, I'd rather not get into that right now, but right, um, cool. but 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 you just you being on Facebook opens you up to being tracked, right? Right, yeah, to, it's like, yeah, not, not, no, no, Facebook, more well, Facebook <laughs> and Google ha, ha, know more about you than you could possibly imagine. Wow. <laughs> that I'm aware of, they track every they know where you, you shop, to... they know what you bought yeah. at Amazon, they know, right. I mean. It's it's pretty frightening the data that they have all about us and yeah. Jeff, know, if we could if we can move on, we we do have yeah. some other hand. Yeah. So I'm yep. sorry. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Jeff. Um, Debbie Detridge. Debbie, I've asked you to unmute. Uh, am I unmuted now? Yes. You are. Okay. I have a few questions. It's a, kind of a two-part question. Um, in your profile, what kinds of things do people have in their profile? And can you see, I mean, what or what kinds of things do uh, you need to put in your profile? Um, that's a great question. So um, the basically your profile is basically a text field that allows you to write a bio on you yourself. Um, the first three lines or first, I think it's 1000 words are used as part of the search index. So you want to put as much high profile things about yourself at the beginning. And this is used to allow people to be able to locate you and, and, and find you on clubhouse. Hey, we have um, Carla. Okay. Um, actually, that was accidental, but I will ask a question that I have that just occurred to me after Debbie's question. Uh, so, Jeff, when ACB set up its room, going back to how we as groups could use it for, for our chapters mm -hmm. and uh, whatever. So when we set up our rooms, do we have a profile for our organization that we can write in just like you do for your personal profile? Yes. The club has um, ways of, of describing itself. It, you can also define rules that, you, that people must follow to participate as part of the club. Um, and uh, yeah, there's all kinds of things you can put there. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Right. That gives all kinds of possibilities. Mm -hmm. And you'd want to write that carefully to make sure it reflects what you mm -hmm. want to say. Okay, mm -hmm. thank you. All right, David Turner. Oh, I have a very simple question, I think, Jeff. Um, I first signed up for Clubhouse uh, yesterday afternoon, and when I when I logged in, when I sort of logged in, it said, "Oh, this person has sent you an invite," and <laughs> I was going to go ahead and sign in with that person, but the problem was I didn't really want it to. 
I didn't really want to tie my account to Twitter. So I wanted to manually. You don't have to. So when I after I signed in and it, 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 it did ask to, to look at my contacts and I picked two people in my contacts who uh, were, were both on Clubhouse. So that's the two it took. So at this point, I don't know whether it took the, whether it, I uh, actually got the other person they had given me an advice, which I would, I really would like to have that person, you know, be on my list, whatever. Um, okay, so, so what you can do, David, is you can go look at your profile and it will tell you who invited you to Clubhouse. Okay. And you okay. can tap on that person's name and you can follow them back. Okay. Okay. That's what I wanted to know because it was a little confusing. Like, yep. Well, that's how it works. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Thanks. That's another really core principle here is that the, the clubhouse is based on a system of trust. So <clears throat> the person who invited you will be linked to you, meaning people can see who invited you uh, to clubhouse. Okay. This also adds a level of responsibility, meaning that if the person who invited you gets kicked off the platform, then any people associated to that individual who were invited by that individual are also removed. Ooh. So what does that mean? It means be very, very careful with whom you associate and who you want to be associated to you. Uh, I'm jumping in the question line. Is it here. still like that, Jeff? Because I've heard that they changed that. So I don't know. Um, I have not read the 50 page. Uh, no, I don't know how long it is, but <laughs> no, I have not read the terms of service um, recently, but um, uh, you know, so definitively is that, is that absolutely true? Uh, I, I don't know. It's been, it's been talked about on clubhouse for weeks. If it did change, it's pretty recent. I, it, it may have, it may have. But honestly, I would still abide by that principle. The principle being, you want to make sure you know who you're inviting to Clubhouse, and that they're a trust, they're a trusting person. You know that that you don't want to bring someone to the platform that's going to create chaos. Yeah. It's like anything else, right? Yeah, I agree with that. I just, I just didn't know because I had heard that they had changed that. But um, yes, I, yeah, they I, may have. We'll look into it. There are no more hands. Oh, what happened to my hand? I, I just, well, talk. I'm sorry, Patty. I, I just wanted to try to <laughs> not jump in ahead of people. But Jeff, could you comment some on what a club's um, prerogatives are if there's someone who joins who is who is um very inappropriate very very nasty mean-spirited um you know obscene yeah. whatever yeah 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 well this this goes this goes for not just clubs by the way so if you're in a room and and there's a, a jerk in the room and they're you know swearing up a storm or they're just not behaving appropriately not acting on like an adult, uh, you can block them. And if you block them, then uh, they will not be, be allowed to be anywhere you are. Okay. Um, 
uh, and um, and by the way, uh, being being in a club is a privilege. Uh, so admins can remove people from clubs and and uh, not allow them to come back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can do both. Yeah, which is which is the way it should be, to be honest with you. Absolutely. Not everybody is a good person. That is sadly true. Um, so, Patty, do we have any other hands at the moment? No, ma'am. I don't, I don't think oh, so. Okay, yeah. thank you. Um, well, now we are going to talk a, a bit about clubhouse etiquette, and I'm going to turn it over to Natalie. And Natalie, of course, you can bring Jeff in in whatever way you wish. All right. Um, thank you, everyone. So I'll make this quick. Um, so I, when we were planning this crossroads, I kind of felt like etiquette was an important topic to talk about because now we know how to get into the app, join a club, um, create rooms. We know how to do all these things. Um, so there is a little bit of etiquette that um, needs to be followed on Clubhouse. And these are just some of the things that I kind of feel strongly about and Jeff you can you know chime in here also um I like Jeff said I don't personally like it when people just because I go into a room um I don't want to be invited up on stage some people say that you know they do it as a welcoming thing to make you feel like you are part of the club or whatever but I went into a room one day just to check it out and every moderator in the room sent me a um, request to speak like three times each and I kept clicking the maybe later thing and I don't know (laughs) they they couldn't see it apparently and they really wanted me to talk and I couldn't at that point so um, I like Jeff I do find it you know you should I think you should let people come up and um, request to speak if that's what they choose to do. Um, I also think just for an accessibility point of view, because I've not found a way with voiceover to see who is speaking. Um, so I do like it when people say that, you know, who they are when they start talking and then when they are done speaking, they, um, on Clubhouse, they do say, their name again and that they are done speaking, which is done, I believe, for closed captioning um, and some things like that. So that is a good rule of etiquette to follow. So that way, if you like what somebody's saying, um, you can just go double tap on them and follow them. Um, And Jeff, do you have any other kind of etiquette things to talk about? I think it's really simple act as you would act in public um, in, a, in a social setting, right? I think that's the real principle, right? Just be courteous, be kind. Um, uh, just keep all the rules that you would normally follow in a, in a medium to larger setting and, in, in uh, you know, consider all of those things. And really the principles apply. So common sense stuff. And, and, and respect. We yep. have a hand. Yes. Carla. 
Okay. Is it still, is it still um, recommended that when you are finished speaking, that you say that you are finished speaking for yeah. people that are using whatever <laughs> captioning or for people that yeah. maybe, yeah. Well, not only that, um, but you can't tell who's speaking at any given time. And if you've got a room with a hundred people in it, um, someone may say something really, really interesting. And it would be good to know who, who got done speaking. So you can go, wow, I need to go follow them. So I could, you know, look them up later and invite them to a room and have a conversation. So there's lots of reasons why it's good to know who's speaking. If you're in a room where you know everybody in the room and you know all the voices, it's not as important to be able to do that. But for larger type conversations where you've got lots and lots of people, yeah, absolutely. It's best to do that. So you don't just say I'm um, speaking or whatever you, you say, uh, this, this is Carla Rushable and I'm finished speaking. Yeah, you would say, you would start by saying, um, you know, generally someone will say, okay, Carla, you're, you're, you can speak. And you'll say, hello, I'm Carla Rushable. Uh, and then you say whatever you need to say. And then you say, this is, this is Carla and I'm now done speaking. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. We have Aaron. Okay. So one of the things that we didn't mention, and I just thought of this before we started the etiquette is, can you kind of go over Jeff, how you search for clubs or people to find like what are the, what's the keywords etiquette there uh, well it's uh so you do that from the explore button so you tap on explore and then you can type whatever keywords that you would you would like uh either a name or a phrase and then you click search and then there are two tabs there's a people tab and a clubs tab and depending upon whether you're searching for a person or a club then you can tap on which other uh, it defaults to people if you want to change it to clubs, you tap on clubs and it shows you the clubs that match the terms that you searched for. And, and there's really no etiquette there. You can search for whatever you want. And trust right. me, trust me, there's a topic on absolutely everything on Clubhouse and probably things that you probably never, ever, ever want to know that are on Clubhouse. There's a, there's a, there's a story um, from Mark Reichert. We were all in a room. There was a bunch of ACB people there and Mark Reichert, uh, comes in the room and he just joined clubhouse and uh mark says well i i went into a room and it was uh clubhouse virgins and he said i thought it was about people who just joined clubhouse you know and that were new to clubhouse he goes no that wasn't it at all so i quickly left so i just say you never know what rooms are there and there are sometimes things not to get adult here but there are sometimes things that will appear on your hallway that you probably never would ever want to ever see again in your life and that brings me to a feature that you probably should know about which is to swipe down just like a voiceover action and you can hide a room and trust mm -hmm. me trust me i've probably done it two or three hundred times because there are things on clubhouse that frankly I yep. truly never want to see in my life. So, yep. <laughs> so just saying. Good to know. I think I think I think the key phrase here, Jeff, is for the people that don't like that kind of thing, 
that's the kind of thing those people like. That's right. And you know what? It's there for them to be able to do it. I just don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. but that's why the late night with the bishop is there, so they can come confess. You see. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have two more hands. <laughs> One is Michael McCarty. Oh, Michael. How are you, buddy? Well, let's try to unmute first. That would help a whole lot. Let's see if that you're works. unmuted. You're All here. Right. Yeah, you guys can hear me now. Um, the two different types of rooms that I have found so far, uh, and you guys will probably run into these too. And it really depends on the host or the moderators of the room as to how they want to do things. But I've come across rooms where it is an open chat sort of thing where anybody can talk at any time. Mm-hmm. And then the other type of room is where you have more like talk radio, right? right? Town hall. Right? Like a town hall where somebody will be talking and you'll raise your hand, you'll speak and say your thing, and then you'll go off stage and they'll answer it and then move on to the next person. So That's right. it's pretty much just you and the, and the uh, moderator doing the talking. Yep. And each person takes their turn as opposed to yep. the other one, which is more like an open chat yep. type thing. So. Just yep. be aware that there's those two types of rooms that you could come across. Yep. Thanks. Karen, Karen Campbell. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, good seminar. Uh, Jeff, you mentioned something about closed captioning or whatever. How, how is that done? With that? Uh, they, 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 they do not have transcription built into the platform right now, but what... Um, I know that people are utilizing some some tools to to um, to help with that. I think there's some third party tools that people are integrating into the iPhone to be able to get get things transcribed. And so the reason why this has come up is that it, when people announce when they're done speaking, that you can that people who are reading a transcription can see it. Okay. So I don't know a lot more than that right now, Karen. So okay. Like, Thank sorry you. about that. No, you bet. No, sorry about that. We have no more hands. Okay. Um, I know we're at four, but if folks can hang on a little longer, um, we have a couple more points we'd like to at least address. Having talked about Clubhouse now and knowing more about it, can people think of more ways that we could use it? Maybe some of the ways we talked about at the beginning are not as uh, workable, but perhaps there are more ways that people have thought of. So well, let's just open it up briefly for anyone to say if they've thought of some additional ways that Clubhouse might be useful for getting the word out about ACB or your chapters or activities. We have one hand and that is Aaron. Okay. So one of the things that I've thought about doing is not that I'm not doing a lot of tech stuff for CCOVI, CCOVI or anything, but maybe going over, since there's a lot of like people always having trouble with technology, maybe kind of creating a room like with, you know, uh, how to use a computer with JAWS or NVDA or just Windows or Mac mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, that's a good, that would be a, a good one. 
There's and lots of rooms what... like that on Clubhouse right now, though, too. Uh, yeah. In, in fact, most, mo most of the assistive technology vendors are on Clubhouse. Freedom right. Scientific has a room almost every day of the week on right. there. But, but specifically for like just general topic stuff that people aren't getting their questions answered or like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. For like iOS. Oh, yeah. yeah, they are. Yep. Right. Yeah, but, but that doesn't, but that doesn't mean you can't do it either. That's not what right, I'm saying. Right. right I'm right, just no, saying, no. I'm just saying there's that, 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 that there's a lot of that happening on clubhouse and um, I would, I would strongly encourage it. Yeah, absolutely. Just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean you can't either. Right. You need to bring a different perspective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ray Campbell. Gee, maybe I could go back to my old help desk help help desk days if yeah, I Yeah, Ray. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> let's see about that. Anyway, um, actually one thing I thought about for in in making in making visibility, increasing visibility of your affiliate or chapter might be to um, Establish a room and you know, announce your upcoming chapter meeting. You know where it's going to be, what topics are going to be discussed. Uh, ask you know, and, and just maybe give people a chance to come and you know just not only learn about your chapter and about ACB, but also you know find out where you're meeting and what your speak you know speakers you're going to have and programs you're going to have, uh, and also about fundraisers too. A good place to announce or talk about any fundraisers that your affiliate is doing, like. Um, if you're say doing a Tupperware party or something like that to announce that and, and, you know, provide people information, not only about the event, but also about your organization. So that's something I thought of, you could use it for. By the way, Ray, you could, you could hold a chapter meeting on clubhouse or at least make it part of the chapter meeting. Hmm, and, okay. and not only that clubhouse now accepts payments. So you can even do payments on clubhouse and accept money directly from the platform. Ah, uh -huh, okay. Wow, so, very, uh, so there's a there's another uh, there's another option for for people to be able to do things. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, yep. uh, definitely some things to think about. So, okay. does this mean one could have a raffle on Clubhouse and accept the um, money for tickets and then draw mm -hmm. a name, or is that well, crossing a okay. line? Okay, so I have no idea. This okay. is something we've had to research. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't work for the company, so I don't know what the rules of engagement are. On this. Right. What 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 payments are used for right now are to pay creators who create content on the platform. Oh, that's okay. kind of what it's intended for. I got you. I don't know that. I don't know that they are intending it to be for like raffles. Right. But you know what? I would I would make an argument for like donations to a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. I think that's a. I think that's a righteous cause. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Matt. All right, I just want to step a comment and a question in here. First, the question, uh, Jeff, can if deep, well, can there, if there is a club, can there be multiple rooms open yes. simultaneously? Yes. All right. Yes. All right. That's one. Two, uh, comment. I, you know, I know that I've tried to create clubs and I don't have enough stroke yet on the platform. Um, I wonder if ACB would be amenable to affiliates using their club through means of advertising state or special interest affiliate things yes, or that's, opening that's using you, rooms you, to open it up. 
yes, if you're a member of the ACB club, you can do that. I would do something like Kentucky Council presents colon and then, you know, whatever the whatever, whatever we're doing. Is, right. Yeah. That's what I would recommend. We're doing the same thing for things like ACB crafters colon and then whatever their topic is. Uh, or and if it's coming from the national office, it's going to say oh. ACB presents. Um, right. So so if you're going to do that, you're going to open a room that's specific to your affiliate. By all means, go right ahead. But we would just ask that you preface it so that people realize that it's coming from, you know, especially if it's uh, like a Kentucky affiliate thing, that, right. that your name is associated to the presents type tagging. Right. Awesome, because the rooms are not yes. permanent. They are, they are no, no, no. for their clubs. In so. fact, we would encourage you to use the ACB club for that. In fact, there's no reason why you can't. But if you, but if you create that, <clears throat> if you create that room <clears throat> and you have that announcement, then when you leave, that room is gone. So anybody who didn't see it at that point in time will not see it, Right. Right. And it's not recorded, mm -hmm. and there's no. I mean, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So yeah. if you want, which is put, which is good and bad, right? Carly, you're muted. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, sorry. Hey, you're back. <laughs> Go ahead, Carla. <clears throat> okay, I have a frog. Um, if you all, if we wanted to create something that was going to there for a day we want to we want to have a club right mm -hmm. that was going to have the announcement stay or is that not possible you you could you could set up uh calendar events on clubhouse uh throughout the day right so you could always have it would be a separate room each time or you could set up a a, a room and as long as someone stays in the room it stays on the it stays visible to the community Yes. So like if KCB wanted to present something in the ACB club, <clears throat> we could almost take turns moderating, you yeah. know, just so that. And you can add as many moderators as you yeah. want. And you just stay in the room. Yeah. There, yeah. Have, been, there, 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 there <clears throat> have been clubhouse rooms that have been open for days. They've never closed. There's a Harry Potter room where they read the Harry Potter books and it's been going for weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It just never stops and goes and goes and goes. And, and goes Jeff, and goes. Jeff, I, th I think what Carla is getting at is, do you have to have a club to create an event on the bulletin board? No, and no, you do not. No, 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 no you, you don't. Nope, nope. As long as you're a member of it, and as long as the permissions of the club allow you to open a room, you can add it to the bulletin. But the the advantage of creating, and Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, the advantage of creating a room and associating it with a club is that you instantly have wider reach. So normally your room oh, yeah. you would have be 500 seen, people that you can, that you've t instantly targeted. Right. Whereas if you just create it yourself, it's really only going to be seen by your followers. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I expect to see a lot of KCB clubs, uh, uh, KCB <laughs> rooms in our, in the ACB club. <laughs> Jeff, do you know if Guide Dog Users in Incorporated has done anything yet in terms of uh, Clubhouse? 
I don't know. I know the seeing eye has because there's a room. This is another one where I don't know when they sleep because they're always on there. And, wow. And they I don't know what the heck that's going on over there, but they are constantly, you know, constantly. That's I, I searched for them and did not find them. So I'll look again. Yep. There's a room. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Right, we, we have Restoria. Hi, my name is Restoria Ross Jackson. Jeff, I just wanted to what make a pretty a name, by the way. Thank you. I just wanted to make a comment. I am new to the organization and I am visually, uh, I have low vision. Mm -hmm. And although those programs are on the event yeah. calendar, they are mm -hmm. geared more for those who are blind. And it really makes a difference. It does. For me. It does. I'm You're selfish. Right. It makes a difference. No. We don't have anything on the, uh, well, we may have, but for those who are low vision and need the knowledge. So maybe the, uh, the gentleman could help us with that. You, you, raise, a, you raise a really valid point. Um, th there's also some low vision issues with the Clubhouse app itself that for some people who, who have specific low vision requirements, there, there is some struggle and this has been communicated um, to the clubhouse team um, by a number of people. And so it, it definitely is an area uh, that has been brought to their attention. Um, what, what is being done about it? I have no idea, but <clears throat> your, your point is very, very well taken. Um, and this is where I think, you know, we as a community also need to help say like CCLVI um, if they wish to participate on Clubhouse and actually be a, be a part of that process. Thank you. I'm finished. You bet. No, that's great. There are no more hands. Okay. Um, our closing section in is uh, we're turning it over to Matt. And I think we want to look at some takeaways that people haven't. We've kind of done that already in a yeah. way. But if anyone has any other takeaways, and then Matt has um, some things to to close with. Do you need Do you need me for this part, Matt? Or Matt? No. Okay. No. Jeff, we thank really you, Jeff. want to thank you so much. Not, not a problem. Yes. Not a problem. Thank you, Jeff. Mm -hmm. All right, so I, I know we, we did run late. Thank you everybody for your patience. I know we've, we've had a few drop off, but we thank them as well. Um, does, well, does anyone have any, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, any uh, immediate, immediate thoughts on this event or ideas for future crossroads that uh, you would like to see that maybe we could take back to the committee and um, you know kick around the proverbial hacky sack as it were you know so uh, I think it's Aaron Aaron yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, just raise your hand if you do. 
Aaron. What about something with like transitioning to either like low vision or blindness? Um, because I don't think, um, you know, as the, as our, as people are getting older and are say losing their vision to macular degeneration and say, you know, during the pandemic, none of the organizations could, uh, or at least, you know, could do hands, go hand to hand with them. And that, you know, say they didn't have access to, to technology. I think that that might be something where we could get a lot of more people involved that are not part of ACB, just in general to come to the organization, but also to help them as well. Okay, uh, just generally speaking, the Crossroads events, we tend to focus more on um, leadership, leadership development, and in this case, organizational um, development. But I think that's something that Miss Patty could pass through her network. So I'm sure I can. Um, <laughs> Michael. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's a, there are some really cool ways to merge all these kinds of services together. I can already think of a few ways to get um, Clubhouse and Zoom to play nice together. And uh, you do that through a phone patch. And so if KCB does decide that we want to do something like that in the future, let me know because there, there are some ways you can use some external devices to link a Clubhouse room with a Zoom room, so that way you can have all that active with a phone line and all that stuff. So it can be done with some external pieces of hardware. So just so you guys know, if you wanna do something like that in the future for maybe like KCB conventions or whatever, it is certainly possible to do that. Try to patch the audio in. Mm -hmm. That's all well, thank hands. you, Michael. No more hands? Okay. No more hands. Well, if everyone is, um, you know, thinks of some feedback they would like to provide or other ideas for the crossroads space, uh, you are certainly free to send an email either to the general email box, which is kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Or if you'd like to email me personally, you can do that as well. My email is m as in Mary, P as in Papa, S as in Sierra, E as in Echo, L as in Lima, M as in Mary at gmail.com. And um, I don't want to give out anyone else's email addresses, but you know, feel free to reach out. Um, I want to thank everybody for their time. And again, your patience. I know we ran late today. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, just be on the lookout for future announcements of other Crossroads activities. So... Thank you, everybody. Thank you.